As moms, we often wonder, am I doing enough for my kids? I'm here to tell you, you are super mama. That's because we have an undeniable superpower, our intuition, and it never steers us wrong. I call it our mom sense. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadda Gupta, and I'm the host of That's Total Mom Sense. I'm a journalist, entrepreneur, wife, and mom of three, twins plus one. Now, if I had a dollar every time I heard, gee, you have your hands full. On my podcast, I interview influential moms from various industries and cover topics that all first-time parents grapple with, from getting your baby to sleep to screen time allowance, your new normal in your marriage, and how to dedicate time to yourself. Learn and laugh along with that total mom sense. Wouldn't it be cool if fashion came to us? And I don't mean subscription services. I'm talking rolling racks where you can touch and feel the fabrics, try things on, and buy what you love. Jolie Gautique does exactly that. The company is called Jolie Gautique because it's literally fashion on the go with a shopping store experience inside a truck. Jolie Gautique curates a unique collection of contemporary fashion and accessories pulled from local, emerging, and foreign designers. Each style is hand-selected with one motto in mind, bringing effortless chic to its clientele. Women can be sophisticated and girls can be princesses or tomboys and just look everyday cool in trendy and cozy styles. Founder Penny Kaufman grew up in Montreal with some of the most unique and fast fashion in the world. Inspired by European trends and a father who owned his own fashion line, she loves to dress ahead of the curve. With a degree in business and a passion for style, Penny decided to take the high road and launch Gautique. Jolie, by French definition, means pretty, and Jolie is also the name of Penny's sassy sidekick and beautiful daughter. Inspiration and model, Jolie regularly wears clothing from their children's boutique and weighs in on her favorites. And today I am so excited to have Penny on the show. Penny, I'm so excited to have you on the show. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Okay, so take us back. So I lived in Montreal until I was 21 years old. So I grew up there and also went to undergraduate school there at McGill University. So I really entrenched myself not only as a child, but also at the beginning of my adulthood there. I am still best friends with 10 of my best girlfriends growing up. So I think that says a lot just about who I am and the community there and loyalty and making those connections. I really had a wonderful time. I love to go back and visit. That's amazing. And what life lessons did you learn from your parents and your father who was in fashion? So growing up, my dad worked in what was called the Schmata business, which is basically Mm -hmm. the garment district. I have memories of going to his factory as a child, which was located in Montreal and actually cutting fabric and playing around with it. I had no idea the impact, obviously, in hindsight that it would have on my adult life and my passions and my career. So that was really where it all started. And I think also just growing up in the Montreal community where there is this European flair and there are a lot, you know, fast fashions, um, it definitely influenced who I am. I think, you know, just seeing my parents and specifically my dad work so hard definitely had an impact on me today. That's wonderful. And so when did you move to New York? 
I moved to New York in 2001, actually right around 9-11, right before Mm -hmm. that. So that Mm -hmm. was sort of an introduction to New York City, which was definitely interesting in my journey. But I moved and then I actually worked in finance originally. So I had been in business school in Montreal and then worked in finance, which, you know, where else but New York City is the best of the best in that. So that's Mm -hmm. where it all started. And I was there for several years before I moved out to suburbs. Okay. And tell us about your motherhood journey. My motherhood journey has been absolutely amazing and also exhausting. <laughs> Simultaneously. Real talk. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I have an almost eight and 11 year old. We're in a completely different stage of life now. You know, I went through the infancy, the toddler years, the lower elementary, you know, one of my children is still in there, but my daughter's off to middle school next year. And I have middle school orientation this week. So I would just say, that I obviously am not, thank goodness, finished with, you know, my motherhood journey. You never are in terms of the childhood years, but I definitely am in a different chapter. So it's definitely interesting to see, you know, when you're there so young and so needy in terms of your physical being, and then that becomes a little bit less, but actually they need you emotionally more than ever in the years, you know, the upper elementary years and going into middle school. So it's been an amazing experience to sort of see how that evolves and what parts of yourself you need to give to your children during their different stages. Right. Absolutely. What was this aha moment that you faced when you came up with the concept for Jolie Goatee? So basically what happened was after I had my first child, I decided to just not work. Well, obviously that didn't last for long, but I really wanted to um, spend a lot of time and sort of get into this whole motherhood journey and experience it and take it all in and be present. But along the way, um, people in my community started asking me to do uh, personal styling for them. And that actually had not been uh, something I had anticipated. It really happened organically. One friend told another, another told another, and it sort of spread and very on the side, sort of like a little side hustle, which was perfect at the time for me. I began to do some one-off styling jobs. And then it eventually led me to think, huh, there is this need in my era. Moms are so busy. And I do live in the suburbs. It's very mom-oriented around here. We are so incredibly busy. Some of us work. Some of us are in philanthropy. Some of us are just, you know, are raising our children and in the depths of it. And moms want to look good. And they want to look good without breaking the bank and spending, you know, $500 on a sweater. And they also want to look good shopping at 7 p.m., but they also want to try things on when they can't get to the stores after their work day. So I thought, how can I bring sort of these L.A., New York vibe fashions um, in a reasonable price point to these moms, to these women. And I really grappled with that. And at the time, food trucks were making a go in my area. They were just entering into the uh, market around here in the Westchester, Connecticut area. And I thought, why not take that concept, build out a boutique on the go and bring the fashions to the women when they need it? That is amazing. I love it. And you don't just serve women. You do kids and tweens too, right? Yeah. 
exactly. So evolving from that idea, um, really, it stemmed out of my daughter. It just fell in my plate that her name means pretty in French. And how wonderful would it be to actually work with her and build a business with my daughter alongside? Well, therefore, I obviously had to carry girls' clothing. And at the Mm -hmm. time, you know, tween clothing was really making an entrance into the fashion market. And I piggybacked off that, you know, did all of my diligence. We launched with a little girls and a tween girls collection and a women's collection. And actually since then, in fall of 2019, we actually had our very first little boys capsule collection um, in honor of my son. (laughs) That is so, so cute. Um, And so tell us about the truck itself. What's inside? The truck is kind of amazing. Mm. I know I'm biased, but Mm. it really is. People walk in and have this aha moment. It has three full-length mirrors, a flat screen TV, surround sound. It's super modern. It's all lacquered white, high gloss shelving. Um, You actually can fit 10 women comfortably in their shopping. A mom and daughter can fit easily into the fitting room, which is not a curtain. It's a legit fitting room. There's an entry and an exit point. So two points where you can come on and off. And it has this bright pink fuchsia driver's seat, um, which sort of Mm -hmm. gets covered by this curtain (laughs) that says Jolie Gautique, but it's kind of amazing. And it pulls up right where people want it. It could be someone's driveway, someone's street, outside of a hotel, outside of a restaurant. We, We do it all. Right. That's amazing. I love it. What are some of the designers that you feature? We do have a few anchor lines. For example, Generation Love is an anchor line of ours. Chaser, which is a little bit more casual, is an anchor line of ours. But the rest of the lines, we switch up every single season. So this spring, which I know that I might say this a lot, I actually think it's maybe our best ever spring collection. We brought in some lines that we've never had before, most of them from Los Angeles, including Heartloom, including Mink Pink, some brand new girls lines like Lola and the boys. And we're just so excited to constantly be scouring and searching for new fashion labels. Right, right. That's great. Where do you kind of zero in on the designers that you choose to work with? Because I know there are many that are um, local and then nationwide. And you mentioned, you know, international too. Yeah. So we basically, we do try, it doesn't always happen to get a lot of um, made in the U.S. brands. The last year, I would say, um, have had, you know, peaked interest in ethical fashion and and brands that um, are producing in an ethically uh, proper way. So those are new things that we definitely look for. Um, we do tend to buy a lot from LA. Why? Because there are so many emerging designers that actually produce right in LA. They design and produce right in LA. They're not well known. They're trying to come out and they, the fashions are unbelievable. So we also figure if we can get that in the right fashions, the right quality, um, done in the right way, made in the US, then we are happy to support them. Yeah, that's that's so cool. Um, and what has the response been from you know your clients it's unbelievable actually fact right before this podcast because I did run one minute late right before Mm -hmm. it it was because a complete stranger called it's her birthday a woman a mom in uh, the suburbs wanting to book 
fashion truck for her own birthday party. I mean, the response is quite amazing. We go to New Jersey, we go to Long Island. If we can't get the truck sometimes there, but people are interested in fashions, which happens sometimes in New York City, we will bring the fashions right into people's apartments if that's the case. But we are so busy. There are two stylists who are mamas who uh, work with me, who are based out of Westchester. One has been with me practically since the beginning and another one joined in January of 2019. Um, And we, we all have our own clients and we just are so in awe of the uh, experience and how people have engaged with us. Plus we also have an online store. So we are able to sell all around the country. Where specifically are you located? So my listeners know because many are in the tri-state area. Absolutely. So we are based out of Greenwich, Connecticut. The two moms who work for me are based out of Westchester, um, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, right. Neighboring towns. Mm -hmm. And we do the fashion truck travels throughout the tri-state. So we don't take the fashion truck to Florida or to Wisconsin, for example. Um, we, but we can go anywhere in New Jersey, in Connecticut, Westchester, Long Island, the city. And those who want to shop with us who are around the country, because we do have plenty of customers in Miami, LA, we service them through the online store. But what we do offer is completely complimentary and free virtual styling. So we are happy to put together outfits, we DM, we email, we text with our customers. Anyone can contact us around the country. It's free shipping and we're happy to style them virtually. Oh, that's great. With the Jolie Goatee truck, do you find yourself booking a lot of birthday parties and events? Like what's that ideal sweet spot for someone who hasn't had that experience yet? Absolutely. So we have like three mainstreams. We we are so flexible and we we will always design an event based on what someone wants, but there are three mainstreams. The top one, which I love to mention, is our philanthropy work. We partner with a ton of nonprofits locally and around the country, and we help raise funds for them through sales. So we partnered, um, you know, locally with uh, organizations like Breast Cancer Alliance, like the Boys and Girls Club. We've also partnered, though, with national organizations like Make a Wish, Susan G. Komen Foundation. So we partner up. We have the fashion truck on site for one of their events that they book us for. And then we donate a percentage of sales to to them based on that event. And that is our all time favorite mixing the fashion truck, happiness of styling people, knowing that they're loving their purchases with the ability to donate back to the nonprofit is the ultimate. Another stream is absolutely women's sip and shops. I can't tell you the amount of women who are like, I never have time to shop. Please come into my house with a fashion truck from 6 to 8 p.m. I'm going to have some women over. We're going to have a glass of wine. <laughs> and we're just going to take advantage because we're maybe all working moms. And this is a great opportunity to have the fashion truck in my driveway and I don't have to leave. Plus, it's kind of nice because we give 20% off to the hostess. So oh, nice. <laughs> people enjoy that as well. And then the third stream is that we partner with businesses. So it's sometimes hotels, sometimes restaurants. Sometimes it's a business that just they want to treat their employees during a lunchtime and have a, the fashion and truck there. So uh, that's also a lot of fun. We've done a lot of those things. That's really incredible. So Jolie Gautique is really devoted to philanthropy. And I think that that's wonderful to have that as part of the ethos of the brand. And so tell us about the events that you've done for breast cancer and going yeah. pink. 
Yes, that was huge for us. It was October of 2019. We had never run a campaign like that before. It was the first of its kind for us where we partnered with Breast Cancer Alliance. Breast Cancer Alliance is based out of Greenwich, Connecticut, but it is actually a private national nonprofit, hugely successful for its size. Um, And basically, we created and designed I exclusive pink t-shirt. Um, Stacey Dano, who works for me, it designed it. And it was this hot pink, really cute tee that you could wear to the gym or you could wear with jeans, casual. And $10 of every single t-shirt that we sold online and on the fashion truck was donated for one entire month of October to Breast Cancer Alliance. But not only was it just about the fact that we made this amazing donation to a great cause, it was also the collaborations that we had that I'm truly in awe of. There were women who actually were from the Hey Mama Network that we worked with who completely pro bono put in so much time and effort to promote through their social media accounts, through their emails, to get the word out about this t-shirt and about the organization to help us sell it so that we can give back the biggest donation possible. We were also on news outlets. We made it into magazines. We were on blogs. It was just as successfully from a PR perspective for Breast Cancer Alliance as it was from a financial donation standpoint, which again, it's one of those things that we had a plan. We had a business plan. Everything was written out, but you never know what's going to come of it until you're engaged in it and it's executed. And it was so incredibly successful for everyone involved. That's wonderful. I love it. One thing that the Jolie Gautique truck has is a plethora of fashion for tweens. You know, tweens are at this like really interesting stage. I mean, they want to experiment and really create like who their identity is, but they're also like, you know, I'm sure kind of confused on on how to, to do that and you know, they can't push the envelope too much. Um, so yeah, how do you style tweens? So tweens is definitely a growing but difficult market. It's growing in the fashion industry in that so many different fashion lines who only catered to little girls or maybe to teenagers are now recognizing that the tween market is very different than both of those. And the designs need to be different. But it's also difficult because girls' bodies are really changing during those tween years. And uh, the tween years, you know, I count basically from 10 years old to 13 years old. And that's sort of that tween market. When your body is changing, you're going through hormonal shifts, but also your perception of yourself is different. And you might not fit into clothes the same way you did just one year earlier. And that can be jarring for girls. So I think learning sort of how to style them as moms or parents, figuring it out what to do every morning, if they're not wearing a uniform, how to get how to get them dressed for school, to get out on time. I mean, I have a tweet. So I am I am in it to win it. And as much as I'm gonna tell you these tips, I can also tell you that there are days where she's had 10 outfit changes before 7 a.m. So right. I get it. One tip is let them have creative freedom. I know that we are used to as moms when our girls are little dress them, but mm-hmm. I would say that when they, or if your daughter is starting to express the need to want to pick out her own clothes, put together her own outfits, don't fight that. You right. can offer guidance and support on it. Maybe if you're lucky, she'll even ask you an opinion. Julie does ask me still, um, but let them have some creative freedom 
them. It is a way for them to express themselves. They are wanting to maybe portray a certain image of themselves. I know that that sounds maybe crazy, like they're too young for that, but they are people. They have opinions. They know what they like to eat or not. And so they also know what they might want to wear or not. So let them have the creative freedom. Um, Tip number two would be go with them shopping. And Mm. as an owner myself who caters to tween girls, I would say that at some point in those tween years, you can try to buy them clothes as long as it's returnable and refundable. You can obviously shop online and be able to ship back, but take them with you. Take them with you. Right. Make sure that they've tried on the clothes, that they feel comfortable, that they see how it fits. Don't just always buy clothes and bring it home for them and then get upset if they don't like it. be tip number two. And then tip number three would be make sure it's presentable. So I say that because, you know, they're not teenagers yet and they aren't little girls and they will see teenagers walking around their community or at the local high school, potentially with crop tops or, you know, they'll see it on TV. The TV shows that they're watching feature a lot of teenage girls. It's hard to decipher on television, whether it's a tween or a teen and they'll see clothing and that is the model that they might be looking to. So I would just say that, you know, while you do give creative freedom, do hold to guidelines and benchmarks. You still are the mom. I find this in my house as well. Um, you don't show our tummies here. And so, I mean, I do if I go to the gym, but meaning you're not going to school with a crop top on. And even though, right. you, you know, what your daughter may see that on TV, stay, stay firm on whatever sort of guidelines you have that you feel comfortable with you're you're yeah at the end of the day you're not just a friend you're also a mom right exactly my listeners are going to be surprised to hear that this isn't your only job you also have your penny styling component right so tell us about that yeah so um i have another business that was founded called that penny life and the honest truth is that as well came organically it had not been planned it started because about a year and a half ago i was contacted by Allison olivia who by the way i am working with again this week it didn't have anything to do with jolie Gautique, but it was a, you know a styling and a hostess event uh, at their Greenwich location and I needed somewhere to promote that and on a whim sort of started that penny life and it has grown and grown into something that I never anticipated but I am welcoming with the biggest open arms I am working now with uh, companies I've worked with Lord and Taylor I've worked with Bloomingdale's in both of those cases I have styled fashion shows I have emceed fashion shows for them I also work with other smaller lines I worked with this cruelty free uh, luxury alpaca line called Moda Cologne recently this month. And so it's a mixture of hosting and seeing events for them. But the big component for it is um, doing major event styling. So for Bloomingdale's, for example, they opened up a 15,000 square foot location recently, last November of 2019. And for their grand opening presentation, opening night in front of 300 people, I styled all of the models for the whole fashion show top to bottom. And so incredible because it just goes to show you that if you have a skill, a talent, and you keep at something, you just have to have persistence and determination and really present your highest quality work. And people people come. They come for you. Yes, absolutely. And what's great is, you know, being a badass mom like you are, you're really excelling in every sphere of your life and you're holding yourself accountable and are truly dedicated. And I feel like 
any designer or major retailer will see that and will want to work with you time and time again. Thank you. Yes, I think that's definitely a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And now that brings me to your affiliation with Hey Mama, which is how we met. And I love that it happened so organically. So just a quick kind of caveat for those who don't know what Hey Mama is. We are a tribe of badass <laughs> professional women and mothers. And we truly just help each other grow one another's businesses and become friends and just support each other, all things professional and personal. It's great to be part of a community like this because there's a digital component where, you know, of course, we have a member directory of women all around the nation and soon to be international, but we have live events too. So we actually get to really foster these friendships for the long term. Penny over here is a community manager. So tell us about your role uh, with that. So I became a member of Hey Mama early in 2018, and I was a member for a year and a half before I was approached by Hey Mama for this role. And I think basically that in Westchester, Connecticut, the membership grew so large to a size that they needed someone to manage the area. I took that on officially October of 2019, and it has been an incredible experience and also an incredible learning experience because it's one thing to, you know, create businesses and run businesses, but then it's another thing to also start working for another business, which I honestly hadn't done in a long time. So I've actually right. learned so much by being the, a local community manager for Hey Mama in my area, working for Hey Mama, that I've now been able to apply to my own two businesses, which has been great. But what was so organic, once again, I keep saying this word, it was, I was already a member who was super engaged in Hey Mama. I loved the tribe. I loved building community. I loved connecting with the other mamas professionally and personally. So it was so natural for me to then take on a more leadership role in my area. And one of the coolest things is that I get to organize now two events every single month for the Westchester, Connecticut, Hey Mama community. And so I'm present for them as well, which means that I have made so many more connections than I could possibly imagine with amazing powerhouse moms all around my own local area. I'm so grateful for that opportunity. Yes, absolutely. And I'm grateful that it brought us together. Yes, it uh, did. Yeah, that was a great <laughs> event. We met each other at. Yes, yes. Um, it was it was so intimate. It was at an event in Westchester and um, at one of the members' homes. And it was great to be able to really connect with women. And it felt like, you know, we had been friends forever. It's, it's hard to make uh, lasting friendships in our adult life, especially because we're so busy. You know, we get kind of bogged down by the routine that comes with having young kids. But then when you meet women who are going through the same thing and are um, so inspiring, you feel like, you know what, I'm not alone. And I have like all these women to, to be in my corner. Absolutely. And one of the other things to piggyback of what you said is that I feel like virtually or in person, when I connect with another mama who is a Hey Mama member, it doesn't matter if you're the CEO of a company. It doesn't matter if you are an accountant or an actress or a model. Once I connect you know, with that individual, they just see me as a badass mom, exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying, as part of the tribe. And right. I love, I love that about it because I've definitely been able um, to, you know, form relationships with people that I just, I wouldn't have had access to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
Now that begs the question, how the hell do you manage it all? Because you have, <laughs> you have the penny life and you have Jolie Gautique and you have Hey Mama and you have your two littles at home. And I mean, how do you do it? Well, it's definitely a juggle. I'm not going to downplay that. I will say there's a few key elements. One is that I am actually crazy organized. And Mm -hmm. it makes me think then about people who maybe aren't as crazy organized as I am. And I think, how do they do it? I have lists upon lists. I'm efficient. I make use of every second. So that's sort of one. That's just who I am innately. Um, And it wouldn't matter whether I was, you know, managing three different job roles or not. That's who I am. Two is I have part-time help. Been work. She's like part of our family and she's been working uh, for our family for the last 10 years and she just keeps me on course. So I like to say that because it does take a village and I don't want ever anyone to think that I am folding every bit of laundry, emptying the dishwasher, cooking every single meal while also managing three business, you know, three different businesses, crippling my kids around and doing their homework with them. Something has to give. And so in my life, I still don't get me wrong. I still do fold laundry, but she folds more than I do. You kind of, I still do cook because I enjoy it, but she might do the chopping for me so that I can eliminate that stuff. So I always put that out there um, because that has been a huge component of it. We do not have any, any family anywhere near us. If we did, I'd probably rely more on them, but we don't. So, so we pay for it. Yeah. Um, My husband is extremely hands-on and he also is kind of in awe of everything I do. And I know that's not everyone's case. He truly is committed to helping me try to make this work as much as he can. He works full time, but my point is if he can help with a, we do have 7 p.m. ice hockey practice in this house. So if he can help with those kinds of carpools, he will do it. If on the weekend I need to take a day to work and catch up on emails, he will take the kids to their activities. So he is also part of my village and I'm grateful for him as well. So how is your role in the family affected your daughters? My oldest daughter, who's almost 11, Jolie, is also the name and face of my Jolie Gautique business. And also because she's older, she takes it in differently. I would have never, ever imagined the impact uh, that having a working mom, a founder of a business would have on her. And so I really want to share it for those listening who do maybe sometimes feel guilt for working or how it's going to impact their kids. You should know this. Um, My daughter wouldn't let me share it publicly because trust me, I would have. She, (laughs) on her own, wrote an essay about me in fifth grade this year. Uh, It was unbeknownst to me. She, they, they told the, the class was supposed to write about someone that they admire. And she wrote this beautiful essay. And in this essay, she details in detail, she writes about how she watches her mom, me, take care of her, run a business. You know, she writes literally stay active by going to the gym. She writes about all these elements of how she views me. And in it, she basically says that she aspires to be able to do just half of what I accomplish in a day. Wow. I'm not making that up because trust me, I would have put it on social media. She told me no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I think my point is not about me. It's not to let me up. It's that 
I'm talking specifically to my daughter here because I'm a woman. They see it. They observe it. They watch it. They take it in and it impacts them. They may not say it. They may not write in an essay like this, but it impacts them in a way that we can't really measure. And it will stay with them for the course of their life while they're studying, while they're choosing careers, while they're having families. That sort of role model will stay with them in a way that we just couldn't possibly measure. Wow, that's really, really incredible. Tell us about a mom sense moment you had. I I bring this back to my son, who now is almost eight years old. But when he was in kindergarten, and it wasn't a comparison thing with my daughter, who was an early reader. But when he was in kindergarten, he was not really reading, which is totally fine, because children develop that at, at different stages. And, you know, I had spoken about it with the teacher. And there was this feeling that, you know, I was maybe being a helicopter parent by bringing up the topic or trying to look into it or asking too many questions about it. And um, I don't consider myself a helicopter parent. It made me feel kind of like, am I? But in my gut, I also knew how my son learned. Even though he was only in kindergarten, I knew that he was the person who needed real direct teaching. It wasn't like my daughter who just picked it all up on her own. I went for some back and forth, you know, with the school and uh, with his teacher, um, who ended up being very amenable to it all. But I ended up on my own going and getting him extra assistance to just start actually sitting down and actually doing, you know, lessons with him to teach him some of the basics because I felt like he was the person who actually needed to be full-fledged taught to read not that would just pick it up I was so happy with that because there's absolutely my son's fully excelling in reading there is thankfully there is no disability or um, anything of the sort however it was that push to get him the extra help which we did do earlier on in kindergarten and not to wait as suggested to me in second grade because that's when they kind of see if there's an issue or not. And the great thing about it now is that he is now in second grade. He's thriving in reading. He's confident. And he had someone you know, to give him the ability to give him the tools. And that was something that I really stuck to two years ago uh, when I was discussing that with the school. At the end of the day, you know your own child. You know what kind of person they are, learner they are, how they, you know, engage with um, school and academics. You, you got to use that intuition. Right, right. Absolutely. Let's not forget our quote of the day. Um, And is there a quote that you live by? There is. It's actually a quote that both my husband and I live by, um, which is Benevitavici, which is, I came, I saw, I conquered. And that's a quote that we both use because really the meaning to us is I came, so I'm here. I'm physically here. I saw, meaning I'm present. I've observed. I, I am present here for you, for this event, for this moment. And I conquered doesn't always mean that I had the most amazing outcome. I conquered means I didn't just stand there and observe. I stood there, I observed, I was present and I engaged. Yes. That's really, really great advice. It's now time for mom hall when we share products we love. 
I'm not sure if you're a product junkie, but it's always great to hear from fellow moms on products that they're loving. And it could be lifestyle, wellness, parenting, really anything. Yes. (laughs) I don't know if it's going to change anyone else's life, but it has changed mine because it sometimes it just has to do with confidence and making yourself feel good. I now daily am using a Laura Mercier tinted moisturizer. Um, And I know this might sound crazy, but it has totally changed my, my confidence in myself. I am very, very pale in the winter. Um, and sometimes my skin is dry. So this product I has, has never, I've never used anything like it before. It goes on my skin. People think I instantly have this dewy, glowy, beautifully sort of just uh, mildly tanned face. And whether I have mascara on or not or anything else, even if I'm at school pickup, I literally smack it on my face and well, I put it on nicer than that. And I instantly feel confident. I feel mm. Like I can present myself. It doesn't matter if I'm in a, a jogging suit, heading out um, to carpool my kids. If I have that on, I very much feel presentable. And um, it really does, you know, it helps with just how you feel about yourself. Yes, absolutely. I have a product that I want to share that's actually from a fellow Hey Mama. And it's called Bija Essence. So she does this beautiful daily body oil. She has many different formulations. One's called Rise, there's Revive, Rejoice, and Rest. And I am currently loving the Revive. So you can just kind of take just a dime-sized amount, rub it between, between your palms, and pat it on your face and kind of just give yourself that time to really embrace the aromas that are there. And then you can use it as a massage oil. Um, they're great for... You know, if you have stretch marks or, you know, obviously need that extra hydration, um, especially this time of year when our hair and, you know, skin is just super dry. Um, but I love it. I just I think it's like a nice little ritual that I have after I shower and it smells amazing. And, you know, I love that Evelyn Subramaniam, she's a Hey Mama member and friend of mine, created this. Sounds amazing. Where can mm-hmm. I get some? <laughs> yeah, Bija Essence, B I J A E S S E N C E dot com. Lastly, where can my listeners find you? So there's different ways you can find me. You can find me on uh, Instagram, both at Jolly Gotique, also at That Penny Life. Um, you can also find me on the web at www.jollygotique.com. And you can also find me at Hey Mama. If you're mm-hmm. out there listening, you can join the tribe. Yes, heymama.co. Leave off the M for mom. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Penny, for being on the show. This was so fun. Thank you so much for having me. I loved this. That was so fun. Penny Goffman is truly a force and she's a mom who's out there just killing it, which is amazing um, in her career and her family life. And it just goes to show because her daughter admires her and, you know, wrote a whole essay about her. I think that's the sweetest thing. And that's really what we're striving for is to make an impact on our children and have them look up to us. Um, So great job, Penny. Thank you so much for being on the show. 
And for all the listeners out there, if you have any ideas for show topics or guests who you think should be on this show and that you just, I have to share their story, let me know. Write to me at thattotalmomsense at gmail.com. And of course, follow me on Instagram where I post all my pretty pictures and podcast updates. And my handle is at KanikaXOXO. And I want to remind you, always trust your mom sense. Stay strong, super mamas. Bye. That's total mom sense.